Well, hey everyone, welcome to The Breakdown, where each week we sit down and talk life and faith. I'm your host, Ron Humiston. As always, joined with me is Nick Pierce, lead pastor and the boss man. <laughs> I had to make that adjustment. Wait, you had to make that. You I had, had to, to throw make that, that adjustment. In there. In there. Yeah. So Taylor calls me the boss man. Yeah. And like in, in, in like full like like that's what's like not even joking. She'll just walk in and be like, "Boss man, how you doing today?" I'm like, I, I go by Nick too. Like <laughs> you're like uh, I'm more than just the position that I hold within the local church. Are Come you on. though? Are Dang. you though? Yes. Are you? <laughs> Is the sum total of your I identity? have an identity in Christ. Come on, back up. So. <laughs> I have an identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of my first sermons I ever preached. My sermon title was uh, "Identity in Christ" or an identity crisis. Mm, I see what you did there. Yeah, see what I I did there? there. I know. I thought I was pretty crafty. And then Lord's like, that's cute. How about you just preach the word? That's adorable. Yeah, you don't. Just stop. Just stop. Hey, guess what? Hmm. We're we're doing the podcast. I'm so excited. It's a big day for us. I really kind of look forward to this. Do you? A little bit. The last two weeks, okay, uh, peel back. The last two weeks have have been uh, just downright miserable when it comes to the breakdown. Miserable? Yeah. Why? Because I have it like, so, okay, let's just call it what it is. Uh, I value, Do you not like the breakdown anymore? I've, no, no, I do. I value transparency. So we had uh, we had some tech issues online on Sunday. No. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. So for the first time in a year and a half, <clears throat> I think we didn't even get to stream service. Yeah. Um, I, we did it was hit or miss but like yeah. it basically it wasn't didn't go solid out. yeah how we normally so like to be um me and my team spent all sunday morning troubleshooting trying to figure out because we kept thinking like okay well we'll troubleshoot during the eight o'clock service yeah. we'll go back live we thought we had it fixed we got five minutes into service and it started doing the same thing and so and it was completely outside of our control yeah like which well, you hate oh i i would rather he would probably hates it more like he would rather it be something that he could control and he could have fixed then it's something out of my control that I can't fix. Yeah, I would rather like, okay, so let's just call it what it is. Call so it. Sunday, I call forgot it. we played uh, really, like, you remember all the jib-jab videos? We played a jib-jab, jib-jab videos. Played a jib-jab. So if you're trying to figure out what that is, either watching or listening, those were like probably four or five-ish years ago, if not more. Yeah, we're out to, out of date. Everybody bit. started making these videos with their fit, you know, them and their family or friends' faces Yeah, it's like a dance around. video by cartoons, and then you get to crop in yeah, like whatever. Picture. And so we made it look like the staff is dressed up as elves doing these dances to some music. And and it was great. It was actually great. I don't, I, you know, mm, okay. First off, it was your idea. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Let's peel it back Uh, a little further. Let's Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Okay. This is the story of how this jib jab thing came about. Mm -hmm. And if you were in first service, you have no idea what we're talking about. Because we forgot the jib-jab video. Jib-jab video. <laughs> and, and that started the domino because effect the of Jerome's life. Oh, my gosh. So, so I'm... I'm I'm in my office doing the work of the Lord, right? I don't Interceding know on nope. behalf nope. of just brokenness of our community. One hundred percent, laying it down before the feet it's, of Jesus. Now we're not saying you don't do that, but and in this then, specific moment, and definitely then, not happening. And then in comes a, a staff member. Oh no, no, we'll, we'll just call her by name. Okay, <laughs> Taylor walked in. So Taylor walks in with this look on her face, and it's just like you are up to no good making trouble in my neighborhood. <laughs> and we got in one little fight. Yeah, my mom got scared and said, you're moving with it, auntie and uncle and Bella. So she, she, I have a TV in my office and she casts to it from her phone and it's a jib-jab video. Mm-hmm. And, and she just she, plays it. And she proceeds to play 
10 of these things. And it was funny. And and the rest of the staff joins in and, and is laughing. And we had this this just one of those um, amazing moments of the Christmas time spirit, mm. whatever, Amen. in yes. my office yes. while I'm trying to do the work of the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ, right? And and then, oh, you know what we should do with these? We should put them online. We should sell them. We should, you know, and all these questions start rolling out. Taylor just texted, <laughs> stop <laughs> talking about me. <laughs> yeah, well, stop <laughs> being mean to me. So... So in a compromise from posting them online and because we normally do like a staff video that just says mm-hmm. like, hey, Merry Christmas. Glad that you're here. Like pretty vanilla. Let's yep. just call it what it is. Pretty vanilla. It was like, how about we play one of these before service hmm. every Sunday in December leading up to Christmas? Interesting. So the way compromise. You re- hmm. The way you remember is different than the way that I remember. Because mine was right. <laughs> and, and you are living in heresy <laughs> built on a foundation and a throne of lies is what. Do I smell like meat and cheese? You smell like <laughs> beef, beef and, and cheese. Beef and cheese. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So that that is gospel truth right there. Jerron Humston, hmm. uh, in, in, in which uh, I said, Jesus way would you like to reinterpret the oh, truth? Oh, first off, I don't want to reinterpret it. I, I, I want to speak truth as oh, yeah, as he feels it, not as it. Yeah, all right. So mine was the objective truth of what happened. The subjective truth based on if your McRib was good enough at lunch or Listen, not. I, that's just not how I. What did I leave out? You told it. I I, I left out nothing. I, th- I think the the place that we would differ yes. is at the point of like, uh, hey, this would be fun to post on social media. We were all like, yeah, that'd be great. You were like, ah, no. And then maybe there was a concession, but the tone in your voice. Maybe there was a concession. Okay. So now, okay, okay. Hold on. I'm not done. So I'll give you the concession. Right. So compromise. Because the, okay, fine. Compromise. I'll give you the compromise because the, the original heresy. idea was to post it on Facebook. It'd just be a fun little Facebook video to go viral that has nothing to do with like actual ministry just stupid video but it would totally go viral um to which the trajectory of where your story goes and my story goes is very different because you yeah. because l- let's call it what it is we had to pay for these videos because i had to take the path less traveled which is the truth you also said Robert let's Frost. do one let's do a different one each sunday before service well nobody that is four s- times more than posting it once on social media nobody wants to watch the same video over and over. And we know that there's some people that they're not going to be at. So, like, so then we have to say, well, why did we play it on that Sunday? Which Sunday are we going to play it then? Is You're it trying be- way too hard to cover this. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. So, Jib Jab video. How did we get on the topic of Jib Jab videos? So, Jib Jab was the introduction to all heck breaking. Oh, Sunday yeah. Morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, I think the best part of the Jib Jab video. Dude, second service ate it up. They loved it. I could hear like in the the uh, house the house mics that yeah. come up here. Yep. They like Rolling. we can, oh they're they're losing it. Yeah. And then what even went further was when Luke, our worship leader, was like. And to be fair, because it didn't play first service, he had no idea. I had to run downstairs, and what I told him was, "Hey, Luke, when the countdown video's over, don't start. There's a video that's going to play right after that. It's just a little funny." And video he's probably from the thinking staff. like Christmas. Yeah, let's let's point people to Jesus. Nope. At most, like, we hey, got Merry us Christmas. dancing like elves. At like, like Home Depot. Definitely. Oh. Actually elves. But yeah, hearing him trying to transition from Jib Jab Elf staff video to uh, the hymn Holy, Holy, Holy. It was the most authentic, transparent <laughs> moment I think I've ever experienced at Calvary because it was like, listen, 
I think his words were something to the effect of, I have nothing to say that's going to move us into a, a, a no, worshipful, yeah, reverent attitude. Yeah. So just please stand and join us. I think us. half the people just watched it and thought, what are we doing here? What what kind of church am I attending? And the other half went, I love <laughs> that this is the kind of church <laughs> that, we, that we were attending. Oh, my. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So all, all heck broke loose. So all heck broke loose. So I like I haven't even listened to the message. It was one of my best. Let me tell you right now. That's not, I heard it was good. Nah, I did not I hear that. best. Yeah, now last week, last, last week, week I heard what from multiple people. Was that Cliff? No, no, no. He was a couple no, weeks ago. No, that's 21. <laughs> good grief. You just, that was more. your best sermon, Nick. The one I wasn't at. Yep. Yeah. That that was, was, that's, that's, if you could do more of that, that'd yeah, be great. We would really appreciate that. Um, what's funny with it, like, if you're ever wondering if all heck is breaking loose at Calvary, Specifically with Jerron. I already know where this is going. It actually <laughs> what, doesn't even what? have to be specific to me because I feel like I carry this. Oh, across. if anything does it. Yeah, it could be, you know, check in station for Cal Kids goes down. Jerron has a look. I have a look and a pace at which I operate. <laughs> it, can we say it nicely that way? Sure. We're going to say it that way. So, so for other people to try to put yourself in a state that is uh, similar and reminiscent to Jerron's all heck is broke loose, like, uh, like uh, burn your house down, <laughs> go ahead and put sugar in the gas tank of your car, get your favorite family dog, right? And just chuck it <laughs> off a cliff, just chuck it right off a cliff. Okay. And, and at the very end, get a splinter in between your big toe and the next toe over like not not in your toe but in the between that little flap of skin there where it's super painful then in that and then and then just stop in that moment and say okay <laughs> i want to feel and understand everything that's going on that's how jaron operates 24 7 right there <laughs> like i walk in multiple times into his office and i'll put my arm around him and just say it's going to be okay, buddy. You did today. Like, are you okay? Yeah, I did. I was like, you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. And I'm like, stop lying. Yeah, right. I can feel his pulse <laughs> just through his shoulder. His blood is pumping so fast. <laughs> it's like he is in a constant state of heart attack. Is... <laughs> and he knows it too. That's why he can't yeah, respond. Like that's the, he's like, yeah, that's, no, no, that's 100% and true. And that's Jerron and we love him. And so. Glad you guys love him because uh, I don't love him. He's obnoxious. <laughs> It's gotten better though. Yeah, you even called me Sunday and was yeah. like, "Hey, here's the like, here's the yeah, one it thing was I the win. Like, it was, you know, it got better. I, mean, I didn't know everything was. London's apart. been slipping meds in your drinks, but it's <laughs> it's working well. Whatever it is, she just needs to give me the full strength of it. Full, like, full it doesn't need to be right diluted. <laughs> oh my gosh! So. No, it is it is frustrating with uh, tech issues going down, like with anything, and and honestly, like for me, like I was super excited about this sermon, um, just knowing one we're ending Revelation, yep. how I was ending it, just the culmination of it all, and just a strong like I I hope a strong challenge to the church. Like I didn't say it beforehand. Like, I kind of wasn't shocked every time that I have said before, like, ooh, this is going to be a heavy sermon. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a challenging yeah. sermon or there's going to be a, a really hopefully an, an opportunity for the Lord to move in some hearts. Like, we've always had some mm -hmm. issues. And so I didn't say anything. 
And we still had. If you could we, say it, at, I at least know walking. Then in you like, know. Oh. <laughs> Satan is on the move this morning. Hey, well, we're out of Revelation, so we're going to go to just nice ear tickling. Mm. The people have spoken, and that's what they want. Yeah. Don't hit us with truth. Just yeah. make us feel better. So before get, we get to that heresy. <laughs> Slow your roll before we get to that area. Slow down here. Um, so we we finished Revelation on Sunday. We did Revelation twenty two. Revelation twenty two. We finished. That is it. We finished Revelation. So if your Bible has a twenty three, you might burn that. <laughs> burn it because put it's that not in the, the house that you're about to light on fire. You don't that you got the wrong Bible. Yeah, yeah. it stops at twenty two. Um, the uh, trying to cherry pick the things that because I legitimately was honestly trying to pay attention Yeah. because I knew like one of the things is like, okay, for the things that are outside of my control, that doesn't stop the fact that like my own preference wants to know. So I don't have that issue again mm-hmm. or why, but then at the same time is like, we've always talked about like, just because we lead in the ministry of the church doesn't also mm-hmm. means that we need the ministry. And so like, as I was stuck up in the room, you know, just frustrated beyond belief, like, okay, there's a reason. And usually it's because there's something big. Yeah. And I don't mean like size wise, but yeah. the Lord is doing something. Um, and, and so the, the thing for me that stuck out uh, from Sunday is because we ended revelation, the, how you're waiting matters. Mm. Just the, the idea and concept of what you're doing with your now and how you're waiting matters. Yeah. There's a, there's a verse in Second Peter. Is it three? <clears throat> yeah, Second Peter three eleven. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, and here's the part: What sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord? And it's like, so for, for the people of God that have put their faith and their trust in Jesus, and we are waiting for that day, you know, then the question always is, are we hastening that day? And that's, that's in the word. I mean, to think about that, a lot of times we're asking the Lord for patience to hold off on that day and we should, but at the same time, scripture tells us, you know, we, we should hasten that day as well. But what sort of people ought we to be knowing that with the doctrine of eminence, like it's gonna, and a snap of the fingers could at any point happen. How should I live my life in mm-hmm. response to that biblical truth? Because there's a weightiness to that yeah. in the sense of, you know, the end of the world either seems really close or far off. Like there's no in between. So if 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 it's far off, there's always time to fix yourself, correct your life. You know, like, yeah. oh, I'll I'll do that later. I'll put off what I yeah. could do now. Um, or there's that sense of like, oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Jesus is coming back tomorrow and I'm living up, you know, and yeah. it's like there, there's no in between. And so even ending the sermon, you know, the question we were talking about, you know, Revelation was written to the believer to inform, but to the non-believer to warn warn and inform, right? Um, because they would be in danger of a godless eternity and we would want to warn them and call them into a relationship with Christ. And, and the kind of the last statement was, you know how far away eternity is Mm. one heartbeat away Mm -hmm. for any one of us. 
And so like you were talking about, oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. It's, you know, the world's coming to an end. It, I was thinking of the, when you said that, I've been listening to older music a mm-hmm. little bit. Sorry to date myself here because I am the old man on staff. 1840s? 1840s? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's your Christmas bonus this year. $18.40, buddy. I'll take it. I'll take it. No, we don't even do Christmas bonuses. Um, <laughs> Jewels Vegas. in heaven? Yeah. <laughs> I think of, what's the Christmas vacation story? A movie. I was thinking of the this ADHD right there. <laughs> so the REM has a song it's the end of the mm-hmm. world as we know it like we should live with that kind of men- mentality like this this could be it yeah. and it might not be the end of the world but it could be the end of my world yeah it could be the end of me today didn't pick the best lunch options for it but you know like we we have to think through that and and really and be mindful because in knowing that how should we live our lives? Mm. And because what we hold near and dear will, will change our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, somebody that feels super convicted about eating animals and, and feels that that's wrong. They're going to allow that belief to change their lifestyle and they're going to eat a vegetarian diet. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, you know, some people that work out like, um, um, I have a good friend, um, who, uh, crazy situation we get a call and like we were me and Sean are both friends with him we get a call that our friend is in the ER and it is not looking good and he's in uh, metabolic ketoacidosis mm-hmm. so he's he's I mean, he's dying pretty much is his the endocrine system. Uh, he's got diabetes. He didn't know he had diabetes and that's what was going on. It was this unregulated uh, diabetes that was undiagnosed yet. And at one point, the endocrinologist walked over to his mom and shook her hand and said, if you wouldn't have been an advocate for your son, he would have died. Like we went to the hospital to talk with him, pray with him and just like, be there with our friend. Like he was he was there, but he wasn't there Yeah, and stuff like that. Well. You know, and he's a good sized boy. He was um, horrible diet, drinking sugar, all, you know, just everything horrible needed to turn his life around and have some healthy habits. And it and it wasn't until that truth hit him mm-hmm. that I about died. And it's like now all of a sudden, like super intentional with diet, exercise and all of that. And and did so well that he's he's not even on any diabetic medication whatsoever. Yep. They were able to pull him off of everything, and he's just like literally like the hero story of that. And it's like, but you need that heart truth, and once you have that, it changes how you live your life. Well, we have the it's grace and it's truth, the hard truth that Jesus is returning one day, and the doctrine of that. How is that affecting our lives? Or are we just going on like, oh yeah, I got diabetes, but I really don't do anything just about existing. it. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I don't even test for it. It's like, it, it'll, it'll just all pan out. It'll be what it'll be. God will take me in his time. So I'll just keep eating how I want. And you know, if diabetes kills me, it kills me. That's, you know, if we would say that to any other issue, <laughs> we'd be like, you are a moron. But how many of us do that to the Lord? Yeah. Where it's like, I know that truth, but I'm just going to go about my everyday life and not care about it whatsoever. Because in the end, what can I really change? You can change somebody else's eternity by inviting them, being a light to Christ, yeah. inviting them in a relationship with Jesus. And so I, I think I think that verse really sums up Revelation being an encouragement to the believer and a warning, I think to the believer and the unbeliever, like what lives ought we to live in light of knowing that, yeah, that's coming. The, 
this, those events that we studied through and we read through, that is, that is going to be some generation's news, Mm -hmm. like real time live action. This is happening. And, and that could be us. And we're not guaranteed that it's yep. the, you know, like not, not all the events of revelation for the church. Obviously we're not going to go through tribulation, but for our generation, it could be for our generation, even though not for us as the body of Christ. And it's like, how are we living in light of that? And, but then you take that whole concept and apply it to all of scripture. Like, how are we living in the light of the truth of who Jesus is? What lives should we live in the manner of holiness, which I kind of defined as these are like simple definitions, not complete ones. So don't write in and say, no, holiness and godliness is this, but holiness is who we are in, in light of God mm-hmm. and godliness is who we are in light of man. Like, are we living a godly life? Are we morality you know, yeah. type thing? And so it's like that, that matters who we are. You know, again, there's that vertical component of our relationship in Christ. And then also the horizontal aspect of our relationship with Christ and how we treat other people. Are we living a godly lifestyle? So I think it's like super encouraging for all of us as the body of Christ to like, we, we, we need to stop. We need to look at the word of God as a mirror, look at our own lives and say, okay, what, what what spiritual disciplines do I need to institute in my life so I would live a disciplined Christian life? Mm-hmm. So the thing for me is uh, like as we've kind of wrapped up a bow, I was talking with a couple different people um, since Sunday. You know, now that we're done with Revelation, we haven't had another Sunday. You know, so yeah. we haven't had another sermon series, but just like still uh, decompressing, digesting. You know, the last six months, mm-hmm. you know, five and a half, six months. Um, the thing for me that I, I've walked away from revelation going one, it was really good to walk through revelation and in a forced manner. Yeah. Like I had no it option. Is. Like yeah. you're like, Hey, we're going through revelation. Here we go. I'm like, all right, buckle here up. we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, Did you ever think we we're going to make it? Uh, no, no, I honestly <laughs> did for multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, but the, the biggest thing that was the, I think the kick in the stomach for me mm-hmm. was, and it's funny, you bring up the life and death scenario, the yeah. things that we hold valuable Ooh. and what, what will, uh, what is the thing that will force us to change our life? That's good. The car accident, the yeah. cancer diagnosis, the tumor, the divorce, the relational, whatever it is, like these things that we are fearful of or like that are huge things that we will immediately start uh, ratifying our mm-hmm. lives and doing opposite of what we had up to that point. But we treat our faith and our Sunday morning yeah. as just another thing that we do. Ooh. And it's not that yeah. big a deal. And it's like, for me walking away going, how many times have I walked away going like that was impactful on Sunday morning, like that hit, yeah. but it didn't follow through throughout the week. Yeah. Like where if I, like if I walked into my doctors cause I've, like chronic migraines. So if I walk, this is my wife's biggest fear. She wants me to go to doctors because she's for sure that I have a brain tumor. She's like, no one has chronic migraines this long and has this like, you need to get this checked out. Like, so for my, but to like walk in and have, let's say at the worst case, like yeah. to walk in and have that, what am I doing to change? Like immediately there's all of these questions like, yeah, there wouldn't be a second that I'd waste change that, but to walk in to church week in and week out to hear yeah. about the reality of what could be our reality or portions yeah. of our reality. And we just go on yeah. with every day. Like it's just another mundane yeah, day good. and there's always time. And it's like, 
you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. And I don't think we truly under, like we say that holistically, the church like, oh, thank you, Lord, for and giving me life. we're reminded of it, like when we see other people. But it have, never touch, yep. But it never, it never truly has that, like you're talking about, that impact on us that changes the trajectory of our lives. Where yeah, we're okay, just kind of, and we just revert back to norm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like Christians today, we need a new norm. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a, I don't call it an uprising, but I think there is a number of people that see that and say, you know what? Like it isn't business as usual Mm -hmm. as the church and not because of events that are going on in the world. Like there's always been brokenness, but like the difference between let it be uh, the year 2000 to now outside of 23 years is uh, compared to 1980 or any like we are closer and closer to that. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, wherever that date is going to be uh, the, in the return of Christ. And he starts this whole campaign of his, you know, second coming. Like we know for sure that we are closer to that than they were mm-hmm. in the eighties. And it's like, it, and as we're getting closer and closer to that date, like it, it is, that should be very impactful. You know, and we should have that because God, Jesus, is telling us, like, you need to have that mentality as if it is tomorrow because Mm -hmm. it can be tomorrow. Yeah. And not even just your own life and death, but even just my return in that, like mm-hmm. have let it be. And like, so even our salvation, like it should be that impactful change that it should be that truth that absolutely devastated our old manner of life and provides a, a foundation for our, the new man, mm. you know? And so yeah. you, you can't go back to building the old things on the new foundation. Good you, luck. Build, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you can't, it's just not going to work. So now I think it's good. And, and it's hard because like, okay, let go down a little bit of this rabbit trail. We don't rabbit trail. We don't rabbit trail ever. at all at all here. <laughs> and, and some people think because I don't have this like crazy impactful, like salvation moment, mm. am I really saved? And we struggle with that. Am I really saved? Cause like, you know, I, most of us, it wasn't, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, snorting crack and heroin on the streets of LA. I woke know. up and saw Jesus and yeah, he told me to. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't heard a testimony like that for a while. Just going to call it. Challenge accepted. Here Challenge, we go. Here we go. Let me know. <laughs> and, and so when we don't have that impactful, it's like, oh, then am I really saved? Cause like I grew up in a good family with a, you know, good home and it, it was just, my life was good. And it's like, okay, no amount of goodness will ever save you, you know? And, and that going back then to the sermon Sunday, you know, try to give like a simple definition of yeah. faith where faith is just trusting Jesus enough to do what he says. Mm. So the impact That's is good. not within the specific moments of salvation, but the everyday, but the everyday life. And I think that's what we get confused as the church is like, you would see somebody like it, it would probably happen after service. We have a prayer team after service. Somebody could walk up and just say, you know, that was a good sermon. I think I want to accept Christ. And they'd be like, sure. Okay. Well, let's, you know, probably let's catch them off guard. It would catch them off guard a little bit. We think it has to be this like super high emotion driven, somebody that's like, I'm sick of the world and the alcohol and the brokenness. And it's like, somebody could just be like, yeah, I'm, I am a sinner. Jesus paid for my sin. I'm going to put my faith and my trust in him. 
you know, and like, okay, let's talk. And, and, and at times we could be like, well, that wasn't super impactful. And are they really saved? It's like, if you look at somebody's life and you see the everyday actions of their life where it's, Hey, they're trusting Jesus enough, Jesus enough to do what he says. Like that's the, that's how you gauge the impact Mm -hmm. of your salvation moment. It's, it's how straight we walk afterwards, not how high we jump full of the Holy spirit in that moment. And I think, I think when we're measuring per se salvation wrong, even though salvation is a singular moment, but we, we live in response to our salvation. Mm So it's not works-based, it's not works and faith, it's a, it's a faith that works. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. And so uh, because of my salvation, how impactful it is, I'm gonna wake up every day and I'm gonna live in response to Jesus, just trusting him enough to do what he says. Yeah, And it's like, it, it's that simple. And we think sometimes, you know, surrendering and submitting to Christ and serving him are these really big ministry moments. And it's like, could just be faithfully making dinner for your family Mm -hmm. and washing clothes and reading bedtime stories and uh, doing the honeydew list without complaining and And not killing your kids and not killing your kids. And, you know, it could, you know, uh, your neighbor comes over, Hey, can I borrow a rake? Yeah, man. You know, actually here, I got two rakes. Let me help you a little bit. Like it's, it's all these little things. And then, you know, you're, you're raking leaves with your neighbor. Like, thanks for helping. It's like, dude, like you live right next to me. Love that neighbor. You know, like, like I read a book that I believe that. Okay. There it is. You know, it's really funny. I've, so we have a good relationship with both of the neighbors on either side of us. And so we, um, they both at varying times have, have done things for us either without being asked or at like, Hey, I'm going to go mow the yard. Can I, and I'm like, thank you. Don't ever ask. Like if you want to do it. And then there's like that convicting moment where not like judgmentally, it's like, are they being more the hands and feet of Jesus than I I am? (laughs) And you walk out, it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. Cause it was like, we've had those, those sorts of faith conversations where just they're natural, cool conversations. Um, and we'd probably come to some, not probably, we'd definitely come to some some varying disagreement, which is fine. But I like love that, that I have a relationship with the neighbors and we don't like have fences up and we're, you know, we're blowing our leaves over the fence (laughs) and having some petty, you know, argument. Yeah. Just like ridiculousness. And it's, it's always that challenge of me. Like, am am I living every moment Mm -hmm. um, for the Lord or am I trying to live in the good old days? Because it's so small, impactful moments that are so impactful. That's why we call it, but it's, but understand the first word small. So like when we were, uh, pregnant with D Mm -hmm. with Dayton, um, we, I say we, I was doing a lot of it. You know what I mean? Like Ashley was barely involved in you this situation. You look like you put on a ton of weight. I, have you seen pictures? No. I'm telling you, I still got the baby weight 18 years later. So, <laughs> sorry. We we go deliver, we have them, and we have the little sign out in the front, it's a boy, no, no, yeah. We came home and our grass was all mowed. And it was our neighbor. Let's go. And it was just like, that Let's was cool. And I still remember that 18 years later. It's like, he, we, we kind of the same way, like big Hispanic family. They yep. were hilarious. He used to uh, ref basketball for like the community and stuff. And just a great guy. And, you know, we 
didn't live in like the uh, wealthy neighborhood. So we're not like all of us aren't like rolling in money by any means. And it was like, but that was the thing that he could do, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, I'm going to mow their grass for him. Cause I know they just had a baby and they don't have to worry about that. And it was like, that was cool. Yeah. And like you're saying, like, is, am I being the hands and the feet in the heart of Christ where, cause when you look at some of the big things that Jesus did, what was he doing? You know, like, so if he healed the blind, they, he didn't give him super sight. Mm. If he, if he gave, if he, you know, if he healed the lame, they weren't like Usain Bolt fast. They, they didn't go from being average Joe to, yeah, Ella, but yeah, he, yeah. he just restored them back to normal. <laughs> and like, so we think about like, okay, for us as the church, like what are some of the big things that we need to, and, and I, uh, you go down the road, okay, what's normal and stuff like that. Just restoring people back to normal. Like the leper just wants to be a normal person in his community. The family that their daughter died. He even tells them, give her something to eat because he, it, do you think of how, like, okay. But why did Jesus tell him that? Why did he raise her from the dead and say, give her something to eat? I have no idea. Isn't that crazy to think about? Because he didn't want her to be the freak show of the neighborhood. He just wanted to restore her back to normal. Because it would That's be good. more believable that she maybe just passed out, like had really succumbed to an illness. And maybe they misdiagnosed the little death. low blood sugar gave her some low sugar. blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just give her something to eat, and they'll. Oh yeah, yeah. She came in super sick. The you know the shaman there, Jesus rolls in, gave her a little you know antibiotic shot of whatever. Yep. He just wanted. He didn't want her to be the freak show of the neighborhood. Instead of she died, she was raised back to life, and now yeah. we wanted because he called everybody out. Only a few people mm-hmm. knew what really happened, and so you see Jesus just restoring people back to the normal community. Yeah. in which they live. And it's like, what do we do? What should we do? Help people be restored back to the normal community. Now we do have to define, okay, what's normal community then? And that's where biblical community matters because it should be the community of the church that is impacting, uh, infecting, I guess you could say, the community of the world around us, not vice versa. Where we, that same community that we should have at the church, you know, we, we should have that in our neighborhoods yeah. as well. So, yeah. and the thing that I think is so, um, when you talk about, you know, when you talk about, are we focusing on the moment of salvation or the moment, the everyday moments yeah. of stepping in? Like for me, those moments of letting the Holy spirit lead oh, into yeah. like everybody wants and, and, I am everybody. Everybody wants the clearly defined. Like we, we've had a couple of those conversations even this week. Like, oh, it'd be so helpful if we had clearly defined X, Y, you know, yeah. parameters. And it's like, how many times has the Lord, how many times has the Holy Spirit worked outside the obscurity? You know, like, yeah. hey, I need you to go. I need you to go walk over to your neighbor's yard and mow it because you're already mowing yours. Why? I don't really know. I just have this sense. I need to go mow my neighbor's yard. And my neighbor walks in and has been sick for three days and his wife's been in the hospital. It's like, I had no idea, Mm -hmm. but he's been stressed about trying to figure out how he's going to work and get the yard cleaned up and (laughs) mowed. And it was like, that was the most mundane. I mean, he has a tiny front yard, but to do that and Mm -hmm. go, where did that, like, where did that come from? 
if I would have just nah, yeah, I knew that. I ate something, yeah. you know, funky. That, <laughs> that's that what's was moving. last night's dinner. That's, yeah, that's what's stirring in worried, me right now. <laughs> worried so. around because that's yeah, and and that's where I think we need to break the mentality that we're going to do all these big great things. Mm. And I love the quote from Mother Teresa. This is like you, you, nobody's going to do great big things. You're going to do small things. Jesus did great big things. Yeah. We're going to do small things, but do it with great love. Because mm. you could go mow your neighbor's grass and be cussing them out the whole time. Freaking guy never gets out here. <laughs> grass is growing, making our neighborhood look like trash. We need an HOA. I'd kick him to the curb. This son of a... Opens up the door. Yeah, I hear mowing your grass because you're lazy. And like you said, the whole time his wife's been sick for three weeks. He's been super stressed trying to work and handle it all. And you're out here worried about grass. Like, who, who's got pride issues now? You know what I mean? <laughs> who's got... And oh. so, like, that's... And so you just do these things, you do these small things, but do it with great love. And it's shocking of how, how small something can be and how impactful it is. Oh yeah. Like, so here's a challenge and, and this seems super silly. And when I can, I try to remember this. If you're talking, like if you go to a restaurant and you're talking to the waiter or the person taking your order, um, any of that, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to them by their name. Mm-hmm. Not, hey, you, hey, so, like, yeah. humanize them. And just walk up. It's like, cause sometimes it'd be like, hey, take your order. Yeah, can I get a number two? And like, there's no exchange of formalities or. Yeah. You could just be like, hey, Jerome, good, you know, hi, Jerome, how was your day today? It's going well. Perfect. Can I take your order? Yeah. Can I get a number? Like, just a small little humanizingness yep. of it where so many times we try to live so isolated from each other and now you walk into Taco Bell McDonald's and you just talk to the screen and they holler out a number and it's like this I isn't have, the community that Jesus wanted us to live within I have this huge problem with I want to treat everybody like they're my best friends which can be very off-putting and creepy so like I'll go into a restaurant or something it's because you're a yellow that's a hundred percent. You're the color. Yeah. yeah. Uh, personality, yeah, yeah. You're yellow. And it's weird. Cause like I always like London's even like, why do you do that? My dad does it too. Yeah. But like, if you're anybody anywhere that I go, that has a name tag. Oh yeah. Like, and you can watch them like get caught off guard. Like I, I've had them ask me, how do you know my name? I was like, I'm a psychic. <laughs> Just look down like nine inches. It's literally right here. It says, hello, right my there. name is, <laughs> you know, but I was like, Hey John, how, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> And it almost, you know, kind of like catches them off guard where there is that it's almost yeah. transactional, mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, here's this, scan this. I'm checking out. I'm out of here. Oh yeah. You know? And so, so, so many times this little, and, it, and it's, it's uh, deposits relationally mm -hmm. that, so you don't have to think like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to tip five, five percent more than what I normally do. That, that could be impactful. Mm-hmm. But not as impactful as sometimes if you make a relational deposit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we want to think about impacting our communities in an, in an economic deposit mm -hmm. and not a relational deposit. Yeah. And there's been times where even like, you know, even kind of call it what it is. There's certain ministries and events that we have and we do that I'm trying everything in me as the lead pastor to keep it from being an economic deposit to impact mm, our community yeah. and, and uh, so that it would force to be a relational one because, you know, if, if you know, Matthew 25 where it says, you know, when did we feed you, clothe you, visit mm -hmm. you, you know, now 
I'm going to apply it to the church. I know he's talking about uh, how the nations will treat the Jews in the tribulation, but I'm going to apply it to us as the church because mm-hmm. I don't want that to come across. Some people read that and they think, oh, see, that's workspace salvation. We have to do these things. And it's like, no, it's a different different era that Jesus is talking about. But if we apply that to us, um, you know, those little things that we do, it, it never says, oh, they, they wrote a check and the church did this. Mm. Yeah. Oh, they wrote a check in the, or uh, I went, you know, I went down to the food pantry and that's how they loved me. And it's like, no, 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 love your neighbor, make relational deposits. Mm-hmm. And some are going to be big, some are going to be small, you know, and, and that happens, you know, like uh, out of your two neighbors, you might be a little, it might be easier to make a bigger relational deposit with one than the other. And that happens. I mean, there's people even in my life right now that, you know, like it's just quarters, nothing, just little quarters, making small relational deposits. And some people are okay with that. And, and like, so like on a Sunday morning, like some people won't even say hi to me and it's okay. It doesn't bother me. You know, I'm probably the big, mean, scary pastor and, you know, they're living in some great sin that they think I know. You just come back up to your office and cur- put, put a curse on them. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'd normally do on mm-hmm. a Sunday. Um, and, and they'll just walk right past me in the foyer and it's, it's gravy, whatever. And others will li- stop and say, hi, small relational deposit. But then others will stop and like, yeah, we're, we're dropping coinage right there. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're really having some good conversations and they'll ask about the sermon or my family or anything like that or what's going on. Hey, could you in their life. Can you pray for me? Absolutely. And so, it, but it's all making relational deposits because, because uh, think of the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. You're given five, three, one. Okay. You know, all of us are in different spheres of influence and we have different opportunities with different giftings to make, but it, it, it's not what you have. It's what you do with it. But it's what you do with it and how you make relational deposits in everybody else's life. And, and again, there's little easy ways, you know, Call somebody by name uh, that's a stranger. And then, like, once you're done, it's like, hey, thank you. And I hope I hope you have a really good day today. I have a conversation with uh, somebody in our church. And they, anytime they go out, uh-huh. um, they ask their waiter, waitress, yeah. um, hey, when we pray over the meal, we would like to pray for you. Is there anything specific we can pray for you? Oh, so impactful. I'm like, that's deep. It is. Like... And there's, and there, and that's, what's kind of cool. Cause like we, we've done this as a family and I get it. Like you're like, Hey, when do we pray when we go out to eat? Do we want to wait until all the food is there? Like, Hey, let's go ahead and just pray. John Christ will tell you, he's got a whole bit. Oh, on does it. he have a whole bit on that? Do you pray? Do you, do you pray over the salad? Do you yeah. pray over like the premium? Like, do, yeah, yeah. And there's been moments in me, like, especially when one of our kids wants to pray, you just never know if it's going to be one of those like kid prayers, like God, we love you. Thank you for food food, boom, done. Or if it's like, they're thanking the Lord for, Oh man, every once in a while, my Baptist grandfather will come alive through one of my kids. And, and I think I could guess which one and they think it's Thanksgiving, you know? So it's like, all right, let's pray real quick. All right, here we go. Father, we just, and boom, like we're, we're praying for everybody in the church by name. (laughs) Right. We're asking the Lord to work in multiple ministries and to move and, and like the waiter is holding food. It's hot. They're trying to be respectful. But at some point they're like, I we're putting the food down. And then my flesh comes into play. It's like, I want a hot (laughs) meal, not a lukewarm meal. Like wrap it up over here, Billy. Graham, let's go. <laughs> Come on. You know, and so you're praying for the people behind you. They don't even know. Like, Lord, we pray yeah. for that family behind us with a screaming kid. But it, it really isn't that weird. You know, they bring food. Hey, do you guys need anything? We're like, hey, we're going to pray over.
over the food real quick. Like this is something we do kind of do. Is there anything we pray for you for? And when like, that's, what's crazy. Atheist or not, believer oh, or not, on the fence or not, like when you ask somebody if we could be praying for you, like even if they don't believe, but they still want us to pray for them. But like we've had that. People reach out, hey, would you pray for this? And in the back of my mind, I want to be like, you're not even a believer. Mm. And it's like, they are today. <laughs> they are today. Yeah. You know, but they feel like they don't have that relational component like, oh, yeah. the Lord would never listen to me, but they'll listen to Nick and Ashley. And so we're, we're going to ask them for prayer. And it's like, ooh. So it's like, that's a great, that's a great way to start. Now, if you ask for prayer and then you grab, you know, your half raw chicken and start chanting and hollering, <laughs> that might be different. Would you come join our seance yeah, while we gotta, pray over this and start dancing meal. around chilies <laughs> with your chicken tenders, you weirdo. There's always so, got to be one, though. There's always got to be is. one. We'd be like, what church you go to? Don't say Calvary. Don't say, <laughs> say any other church. Oh, all right. Complete rabbit trail, but this is hilarious. Rabbit trail number two for Nick. Rabbit trail number two. So our, our church up in St. Joe, mm. Grace, I'll call it by name because yeah. like it is what it is. <laughs> we There's Holiday Park where there's a, a really nice park up there called Krug Park. It's actually where I proposed to my wife. Where the, oh, oh, where she didn't say yes. A hundred percent. She did not say yes. You've mm. heard it here first on the breakdown. She cried. She took the ring. She, she shook her head. And then called all her friends, but she did not tell me yes. So here, here's the deal. I will, I will take the calling all the friends over the yes, because you could get a yes, but not calling all your all friends. friends, and that's a telltale sign. But I don't know what she said to the friends though. Can you believe this good for nothing thinks that he can just put a ring on my finger? Listen, she's I'm put just... up with you for this long, so <sighs> and we'd love her for that. She's we really do. Do, do we I love have it her? On, I have it on video too. I have it on video too. My father-in-law. I heard that. Yeah. So Krug Park, every holiday, um, they decorate everything up like the city does. Okay. Gotcha. And there's Santa, there's all this, there's this creepy snowman before you go into a tunnel. <laughs> like it's all, there, there's a meme online. You can find is it. it oh yeah, there is. <laughs> right. And then you, you drive through the whole thing and at the end you can donate some money and they give you a cherry mash. Have you ever had a cherry mash? You were the first person to introduce me to cherry mash. Amen. It's like just a little droplet it's of disgusting. Jesus. Disgusting. It is not disgusting. It's disgusting. Do not lie to these people on the breakdown. No, you know it's delicious holiday pie. Oh my goodness. This guy over here. <laughs> no, don't McDonald's even. Don't pie. even. You said. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> All right, so this is Holiday Park. Now the cool thing is there is a manger scene that Grace uh, we bring volunteers we every year and set it all up for them. Like so, not a live nativity scene. Not like a just live a, a nativity, regular, it just a okay. normal nativity scene. And then, you know, we had the wise men a little bit the, on the thank road. You. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So we set it all up for them. But then on the other side of the manger scene is uh, just some like benches, bleachers or whatever. And we would schedule a night that we would go out and carol. Okay. So we'd have like 50 people from the church, so cold, having some hot chocolate and we would sing and a lot of people, and you, you drive through, it's like a family tradition. You like, we do it multiple times. Plus, I mean, free cherry mash. You can't say no to them. They're so good. I do remember them being bigger when I was a kid though. Like they were like the size of my fist and now they're bite size. And like, it's incredible because your fist was really Park, small. I've noticed. Okay. I've noticed. Inflation is I, a real thing, buddy. I've noticed. Anyway. So we're, we're up there and, and we had, uh, one of our pastors could just like 
play the guitar like nobody's business. And so didn't even need sheet music, chord music or anything like that. He could just play whatever. So we're saying, oh, what, what Christmas song? Okay, yeah, look, sure. And he would just play it, whatever. And then Daryl would always have a mic because he used to Daryl don't need a mic. He would lead in worship because we had a little bit of amplification going or whatever. <laughs> and he would lead in the singing with us. Well, he, after one of these songs, and I, it is packed. There is cars like double lined up. Families got their windows down listening to us sing. And he looks over at the guitar player and says, and they sing some like two, three verses in a chorus of some Elvis Christmas song that is Let's go. That had nothing to do with Jesus. Was it I'll have a blue Christmas? Something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he sings this and then because it was like nothing near Jesus of a Christmas song in the mic, he was like Thank you. Welcome. We are from Word of Life Church. And, <laughs> and just walks on. He just puts down the mic and goes over here and grabs hot chocolate like it was nothing. It was like, you can't tell people that you're... That 100%. I can totally you see Daryl. Daryl. Yep. So there it is. Daryl Jones. Oh, so, man. Cracked me up. I was, I was there and I thought... This guy is a mess, and I love it. I love every part of it. So, That's so yeah. Funny. If you're if you're being crazy at Chili's with your half raw chicken praying, don't, don't say you're from Calvary. Don't this. Don't do it. Find find another church. Don't do no. it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> um, what else we got going down? So, um, anything else in the sermon we need to talk about? I thought it was just normal. <laughs> <laughs> so not good, not bad, just mediocre, just, just, just good. You know. No, I was. You know, honestly, I was telling Ash the other day. I was like. She's like, are you excited? You're getting done with Revelation? I said, there really has been a little bit of fatigue. And it's not just ending Revelation. Like, I said, I was just glad to get out of, like, all the doom and the destruction. Like, at some point, it's like... How many more bowls can we read about? Yes. It's like, all right, here's these seven angels, and they're going to wipe out half the world. And these seven angels, they're going to wipe out half the world. And these seven angels, they're going to wipe them all out. And we're coming towards, like, the end of the year where holidays and relationships are hard. Like, there's just a natural (laughs) tension in life in general. And you want into Sunday morning and it's like okay this maybe that's what you want to hear after like really bad be like I can tell you what seven people I want to wipe out in my life so there's going to be an angel with a bowl full of boils that are just going to cause skin issues for everybody (laughs) around like yeah sign me up I have a I have a list of people that he could go after where do we where's that at pastor (laughs) and so just to get through that and like when we got to the millennial kingdom it was like sunshine light at the end of this long dark destructive (laughs) tunnel of just doom like i if somebody had sat through all of our study and revelation every week walking through that and they got to the end and said yeah i don't know if i if i want to put my faith in jesus like i'm throwing my coffee cup at you like We've talked about it. I know it, but just thinking through like how much of that, like every time I just keep like, what's the point of the sermon? Or like, what, what's the point of studying this? Like to be so thankful mm-hmm. <laughs> that we don't have to walk through that. Craziness. I was just waiting for you to get up there and like get halfway through a chapter and just be like, you know what? I, we're done. I can't do this anymore. Like it just skip. <laughs> there like, it is. Huh? We're just going to go straight to like 24, 26, nah. 30 people. Are like I don't have 30 Honestly, in my body. You know, a book I would probably be more prone to doing that in Genesis Genesis really yeah when we get to all the names I'll tell you right now I'm skipping that you so. see and that's what's hard because there's multiple times it let it be like I think it happens in first chronicles too there's long listings of names that are never mentioned anywhere else in scripture genealogies for me they're tough they're, yeah, because it's like 
it's not they're not important because we like we can draw a line very clearly because it's so delineated we yeah. don't have to like go yeah. through the story it's like yeah. you just there's the list right there but it's like the one and done it's one of those things for me it's like it's not even a story it's yeah. just information and then you move on yeah and I remember when we went, so I was like super new here because we finished up Philippians when I first came. Okay. Like we were like, Philippians like three or something. So like I, there was only a few weeks before I started Matthew. And obviously Matthew right out of the block is a genealogy. Mm-hmm. And so I remember getting up, I'm like a month new, if that, and I had to just read a list of names and it's like, well, we're Calvary Chapel. There it is. Like there's we'll all these names. Week. Can't pronounce them. <laughs> Nobody knows who the heck is this? What is going on? What's this guy? Like I would have totally just grabbed like the Bible app or something and click play <laughs> and been like, all right, well, that's what I did when I had to do the 12 stones or whatever. Did you I was, it? I was, cause I wanted to know how to pronounce a couple of these. What, what do you, do you stick with the ESV or do you go to different translation i go to esv because i want to know how they pronounce them because if you go to another translation like the one stone that i was struggling through london's to pronounce book, it or london's bible turquoise. yep i was like london's like i don't know why i didn't say turquoise because <laughs> i was trying to read a, an accurate bible uh, london, I, I, I go to the niv because that's yeah. the one voice that is like for super me. soothing oh my gosh just butter i'm like i hope the lord sounds like this when i get up to heaven <laughs> just like this this makes sense you find a good audio bible i like when especially like you're walking through the gospels that they uh use different voices for the different characters so you know who's talking and when you help. have that change yep. especially when they start talking to demons and they like try to like give it a demonic voice and it's like yeah yeah there we go no. so but yeah genesis like there's there's a couple times where it's like this is a whole chapter of just names and like how much do i want to geek out on that and and it's trying to show like lineage and spread like either again all scripture is profitable like second timothy tells us that but it doesn't mean that all scripture is equally profitable <laughs> and i can tell you what's at the bottom of the list right like if you <laughs> if i was going to sm- like if you were in jail and you had no access to any of the word of god and i was able to smuggle to you four pages of scripture genealogies you know exactly <laughs> you know <laughs> like i got to roll these up and like hold them in my armpit and like if i'm going to sneak these into prison what do you want i want the genealogies of jesus yeah, christ like I, nope nope you're like all right this is what i need genesis ham Sham, Mayfeth, and all that. Like, I want to know their kids. No, you don't. Shut up. I'm giving you Romans. You get John, okay? <laughs> and and it's always kind of funny because we talk about that, and they're like, "All oh, scripture is profitable." And I use the example of that, and it's like, I guess you got a point there if you yeah, say it like that. You tell that. me one and thing. Like, like, walk away from just reading that in yeah. your your morning study, going, "Lord, what do you want me to do with this?" Yeah. Even some of the minor prophets. Like, if I call you and you're like, "All right, I'm ready," you send me some scripture over. Hey, what do you want, Obadiah? <laughs> I will punch you in the face. Get out of here. Be like Leviticus. I need to know about these blood laws within a woman so I know what to do here. Like, no. I'm mean, like, all scripture is profitable, but not equally, right? So trying to be mindful of that as we uh, engage into Genesis where it's like, it's going to be good. I like Leviticus. I love you the book and my it. wife. So here's why. Here's why. Uh, now I'll be real honest. Um, so early, early on, I think part of it had to do with the the desire to read through the Bible. Mm-hmm. So you can get through Genesis. Oh, yeah. You get to Exodus. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I've heard some of these, but that's refreshing. Yeah. And then you hit Leviticus. And it's usually like March, you know, and you're just like, what is go Like, part of me, you know, what's funny about Leviticus. What? When I've had to read through it. Like, and, and it's true. 
but it's still kind of funny. Like, and it just shows the grace of the Lord. So if I had That's, to preach, yes. if I had to preach through it, it'd be like, this is the grace of God. Why? Because some of these laws that he had to give man are so stupid, like not stupid, like whew, watch how we yeah. say it there. Oh, yeah, easy, easy, <laughs> easy. Tiger. It is how stupid are we that we needed a law mm, for that? Yeah. Like, all right, hey, uh, so I created you, man and woman, right? And you can look at each other's bodies and you can see that I've created it to fit together, right? Amen. Yes, you did, Lord. Like, super attracted to her. And what's the most attractive thing about my wife? She doesn't look like a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Amen to that. And so, uh, and so, but he has to give us a rule. So like, okay, that's your wife. She one flesh. She's your helpmate. That is, you're in a covenant with her. Okay, all right. Now you have a donkey that is to be <laughs> yep. your your workhorse, literally the animal to help you plow the field. Like, don't confuse the two. No. <laughs> like, really, the Lord had to tell us not to confuse. Like, okay, this is the one I sleep with, and this is the one that I plow the field with. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Like, for that how dumb <laughs> did we have to be? That's like, <laughs> you're like, I wonder. If, could imagine if it went the other way. Like, like Leviticus was written by all the dumb things that humanity came to the Lord about because they didn't know the answer to. Mm. Like, Lord, I'm married, but man, <laughs> stop this donkey stop. is beautiful. Like, what, what's allowable here? Are we, you know, <laughs> read Leviticus oh. through that lens and it's a little bit funnier. It's, <laughs> it's like, but it, it's so true though, when you read through it and you think of, the grace that the Lord gave us mm -hmm. now, what we have compared to like, if I had to live under that, <laughs> I'm telling you right I now. I know. Uh, yeah. I love the, like I've been seeing the memes and the reels recently that are talking about like things like, I forget what it is because I'm not a car guy, but like back in the day, your, your, the book that uh, comes with your car, the auto guide or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like it gave you instructions how to like, uh, mess with certain calibrations within your engine, like, mm. like pretty in-depth stuff that like my father-in-law would know cause yep. he's a car guy, stuff like that. And, and then the ones that we have today are like, don't drink the battery acid, <laughs> you know, or another one I saw that's like, Oh, in 2023, you know, 50 years ago, they thought we were going to have flying cars, but this is what it is. And it's a picture of like a subway wrapper. That's like, do not eat the paper. <laughs> It's like, we really have to say that? Like, that's what I wonder if as, as, as God is pouring out his spirit unto Moses, unto right, you know, like, I wonder if Moses paused every once in a while and just kind of looked over at the Lord and said, really, do you think we need this one? It's like, there's a reason I'm telling it to you. Yeah, I do. I yeah. Like, is... how sad is that? And then when Moses had to read it for the first time, oh, like, that's true. he gathers Israel together. I mean, like, all right, Leviticus 18. You are not allowed to sleep <laughs> with your animals. You're like, what guy in the way back was like, oh man, <laughs> like I'm out. <laughs> yeah. They're like, really? Like, really? Like, or, or this is what I think about too, especially even like in Paul's letters when he addresses things yeah. and he doesn't name drop, but he talks about the situation. So think of like the letter to the Corinthian church uh -huh. where he's like, there's some of you there that you're doing what the Gentiles won't even do. And you're sleeping with your stepmom. 
Mm. So I wonder if they got up in service that Sunday, they read Paul's letter and they get to that part. And I wonder if there's like a slight pause and then like everybody looks over at the guy like he's talking about you right now. Yeah. He knows yep. the situation. And so as Moses gets up and he's reading the law and everybody's just like, oh, he's just talking about crazy Eddie over here. Why? Why did Moses have to waste time mm-hmm. on that? Because we do that in church now. <laughs> don't say you don't. Oh, do yeah. It. He's talking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um. You know Leviticus, the grace of Leviticus. <laughs> you know why McDonald's has hot ca- caution hot? Oh, on their hot because they got sued for multiple millions of dollars. <sighs> that and they lost two point seven million dollars. The only thing that I can think of because I've never really researched it was the coffee at a temperature that is not standard for what a hot beverage would be. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That would like, be my only was, thing. Like, was there a, a faux pas to the machine and it made it like, like if you hand me boiling coffee compared to hot coffee, there's a difference. So, but I'm with you. Like, there's so many of those little rules that we see and it's just like, in our society, and it's like, but did you ever think that you would have to look at students and tell them, don't eat Tide Pods? Oh, don't even get me started. Like, hey, don't do the cinnamon challenge. Why? Because if you inhale You'll cinnamon, die. you will die. But yeah. what do we, be, we because, again, going, going full circle now, the, the impactful thing of wanting to be famous, TikTok famous, mm-hmm. outweighs and, and now changes the direction of our life to do stupid things like that. And it's just like... Well, yeah. and it happened 30 years. I, if I remember correctly, it, the original... The original lawsuit was for like twenty thousand dollars. The judge, <laughs> the judge, and we're talking like in the I think it was like the seventies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then the judge reduced it, and then the lady and McDonald's privately settled, no disclosure. But then in nineteen ninety four, thirty oh, yeah. years afterwards, it came back up again. It came back again, and McDonald's lost. Yeah. So she sued. I pulled up the article. Yeah. She sued. Um. Uh, Stella Leibick from Albuquerque, New Mexico was granted $2.7 million in punitive damages and $200,000 for her third degree burn she endured when coffee she purchased from McDonald's drive through spilled on her lap. You got that hot coffee money right there. But here's what, like, okay, let's take this. But third full, degree burns, that's pretty serious. That's serious. But let's that's take this one. full. So I'm wondering, like, that's, okay, so was it, because I don't think, like, a standard coffee pot could make it that hot. Did they nuke it? According to court records, the coffee was heated to 180 to 190 degrees Fahrenheit, just below the boiling point of water at 212, which is the standard, that's the standard temperature for temperature. hot. I mean, because that's, I mean, my grandpa, me and my grandpa were the same way. Like, we drink our coffee, like, super hot. Yep. I'll make it, and the... Ashley, the kids, it's like, oh, you want to try a sip of it? And they're like, it's too hot. And I'm yeah. like, no, that's how coffee is meant to be drank. Yeah. Unlike one person that we both know that's like five foot five, <laughs> drops all kinds of ice in his coffee. Yeah, that's that was always. We'll go to breakfast together. And he's like, just scooping ice out of his ice water into his coffee. And I said, hey, do you have your wallet on you? <laughs> And he's, like, card. <laughs> he's like, I hate you. But it's <laughs> funny, like you think about that, like, okay, let's take this full circle because we're already down the rabbit we're already, trail like, did and we're we only really, an hour into Did the, we really have to have that? Like, how stupid do you feel as a, an employee, you're handing a hot coffee to somebody who can feel that it is a hot coffee and say, be careful, it's hot. And who ordered it no. because it was, it's hot. Like, yes. They didn't order iced coffee. They ordered <laughs> hot, like, hey, I'd like a, a hot yeah, coffee. Because if it would have been hot, what would have happened? They would have sued him for another $2 million because oh, yeah. it, it wasn't hot. And it's just like, but that's what we have to say. 
and that's how like because the way that the tri- the law system works mm-hmm. it's based on what the written law is and so it's like you take that act to Leviticus like oh, you have to be so specific <laughs> because if there's any room for air we are dumb enough as humans that we're going to find the one little bit of you know gray area <laughs> and we are just systematically just going to tear it apart and all i can think about this is the guy with the donkey trying to find a loophole. <laughs> like, stop. You know what I that's mean? That's a great place to. <laughs> it's a great place to end. But that's what's crazy, though. <sighs> like, that is what is crazy. And so, when you. So, fast forward out of Leviticus and you go uh, to Romans and you talk about how they suppress the truth and they exchange mm-hmm. the truth for a lie. Like, and, and how degrading. It is. Romans talks about like, how degrading can it be? Well, like read Leviticus and imagine a society that ignores it. There you go. Like, oh, that's yeah. Read Leviticus and imagine a society that ignores it. That is a society that is suppressing the truth that is falling deeper and deeper into depravity, degrading away from, you know, what does it even mean for us and within humanity? Yeah. And I think that and there's so many worldview questions to get brought up into that, because like I remember trying to talk to uh, some teenagers before and just like pushing back on the whole evolution. And it's like so because they didn't believe in God and they believed in evolution. There's nothing, there's no intrinsic value to us compared to an animal. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so like, so if, if you were just, I could shoot you just like I could shoot a deer and you would, there's, you know, yeah, open season for hunting or open season for people. Like there's, there's really, you see no intrinsic value on humanity. Well, only within the community that that's where moral law comes from is the, the community in which we live. And it's like, well, that's even scary because what if that community says that that community should be killed off and they agree holistically and they all, yeah, Yeah. they agree holistically. So just because that community is like that, is that not Nazi Germany? Because then by that logic, we just defended that was a moral issue because that community of that regime said, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's a this is what should be done. And it's like it's just baffling how how fast that slope is into depravity and why uh, I think the word of God is so under attack because of that, because it is that it it reveals that moral standard. Mm -hmm. And, And for me, the moral standard isn't God's law necessarily. It is. That's the revelation of it. The moral standard is God himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it reveals because the word of God flows from the character of God. And so our standard is the character of God, yeah. you know, and then we live to that glory. And and some of it is super practical, like we're talking about with Leviticus, yeah. you know, but there we are. So we're officially Drinking done. Yeah, that's exactly right. Don't burn yourself, guys. Be careful out there. But just be smart. Don't eat a Tide Pod. Use your brain. <laughs> um, so we're officially done with Revelation. This is it. We've had enough of this, haven't so we? So this is uh, th- this is a bittersweet moment. Oh, this is a moment, of, moment of silence. Pour and we're back. Pour one out for the homies. There it is. <laughs> um, we're season two is officially we're done. Done. This is this is it. This is the final episode, the final chapter. This isn't even the final countdown. This. The countdown happened, hit zero, we're done. Did you sing that song in your head when I you did. said that? <laughs> I've been singing it this whole time you're talking like, final. It's the final count. How, like, okay, let's just, what's the over-under? Not that we bet on any ministry thing. What's the over-under? 2040. <laughs> so many people are going to be like, what? How can it be done? 
Um, what do you think? I, I think because or, there is some revelation fatigue. Yeah. I think just the... I, I think uh, the a couple weeks, just because of the season, the holiday, and the oh, busyness, yeah, yeah, yeah. like there has there's almost uh, a cult like following for some people like there, you yes. didn't drop it oh my goodness on tuesday and i drove back and i had hours people to plan their lives around the breakdown like oh i'll do that on this day because i can listen to the breakdown and it's like don't no yeah. don't don't do that don't hold us to that you know okay so you're talking about revelation fatigue and it is a true thing right 100 percent. right then you have the other side of the spectrum then when we joked last week about revelation 2.0 the geek out session Oh, they lost their ever loving. Let's mind. go and all this, and it was like, no, I'm not. I can't. Did like, you like your wife's response to me? What'd she say? I forget now. Um, I texted back because she she sent the. I guess she just listened, listened the, to like it. Revelation 2.0, the geek out sessions, and like the laughy crying face. And I think I shot back something like, um, "Yeah, it's kind of gotten ridiculous." <laughs> And then, and then I don't think she responded. And then I probably a little bit later shot back because the, I've, I've wanted to get her on the podcast, but I know, I know as long as that camera's there and is recording, she will never, as long as you have a camera and a mic, she will not be in the podcast. I think I can get her in the room with a mic. If I I don't think you can with a mic, she doesn't like a, she doesn't like talking into a microphone either. She is a, she is a, a a stealth creature. I think I could because it would be it. It couldn't be like this setup. No, but I think there's a she way that I could, like right here off camera, no mic, and you would just hear this. Like you'd have to like hide a mic in the tree or something. I've thought about having like pointing it to her, doing an audio, turning the mic off, and if I could, like have her sit in the couch over there, which you can't see, it's off the camera if you're watching. Um, but just having a setup to where there is a mic in front of her face, but it feels like a she living room. Like a mic, I'm telling you. And that's what's crazy about it. So like no mic, no camera. It's like, so pretty much you're okay having a conversation with a person, (laughs) (laughs) which isn't a podcast. Like we want multiple people to listen to it. Yeah, that is true. So... I mean, if you can, more power to you. Yeah. But if you can, I'm going to be mad because there were so many years in student ministries. Now, the closest thing she came to it, right? The closest thing. She wouldn't, I think one time she taught a Sunday school class for mm-hmm. me, like one, one class. That's it. One Sunday. Cause I was real sick or something like that. And I was like, here's my notes. Just read through it. Hang out, eat donuts, whatever is. And I think it was a Sunday morning because we did Wednesday night and Sunday mm-hmm. morning. And so Sunday morning, we did some kind of like a Q&A. Oh, it was Hot Topics. Oh, gosh. She loved a Hot Topics class. So me and her, we just sit up there. We just dragged up our chairs, <clears throat> had like a little a little living room set. And we always try to pick a couple Hot Topics. And then we would ask students like, okay, what questions do you have? And we would respond, you know, let it be pastor and wife, husband and wife, just people following Jesus. And that was really good. But the moment, like I would hand her the mic, she'd be like, no. She's like, I'll talk, but don't. Yeah, don't do that. And it's like, well, nobody can hear you then. Project. Don't tell her that. All right. That's the challenge for 24. <clears throat> Get Ashley on the podcast. We should start One a episode. campaign. The people, the people want Ashley on the podcast. Ashley on the breakdown 2024. I wonder if we could get her for episode one. Not even like the breakdown, but like casting vision coming back from the break. We're coming back. I thought this was it. We thought about doing that. We would be crucified. Let's. Oh, that's the thing is I don't want to put up with the. (laughs) 
without saying too much. Yeah. Nick, Nick doesn't Uh-oh. even know this. Oh, um, I'm, come on. I'm the guy. You, you'll find out in another meeting. <laughs> this, what does this mean? Um, this is this is a classic staff level stuff. We talk about Nick being in the weeds or Nick in the loop. N- I'm, Nick I'm, is nowhere on this. So I'm ready. I'm getting ready to put you in the loop <laughs> with and everybody else. Dive on the into the weeds with later. Everybody else on the breakdown. <laughs> um, the breakdown season three. Season three of the breakdown is happening. Oh, okay. It is happening, but it could look massively different. And that's all I'm going to say. What, what? Could look and be massively different. That's all I'm going to say. Or season three comes back and it's the exact same setup in the studio, the exact same microphones, the exact same everything. What would we do different? I can't tell you. Right now with the mics on, you can't tell me? Maybe. (laughs) Or maybe it's one of those because you just work so well walking to the room and sitting down and saying, just whatever you need me to do, let's do this. That's literally what I say sometimes. So it's just I'll walk in, like, what do you need from me? Just leverage my position. I'm, guys, here it is. All right, here's a little honesty. Can we get honest on the breakdown? Can we have a moment of transparency? Can. Like, out of anybody on the staff, I'm a puppet. I'm telling you. It's about time you figure that out. Wow. Oh, goodness. He's laughing right now. <laughs> Laughing as he's filling out uh, other job applications. This so, is my official letter of resignation. There it is. No, yeah. <laughs> Let's have that on the breakdown too. Here, for, let me tell you something. Hey guys, that you season don't know two is happening. coming to an end because I no longer oh, work whatever. at the job. <laughs> uh, all right, so season three could look different, could not. The campaign is to have Ashley season one. So if you are listening, how mad would you be? And if you have any relational equity with my wife, or even just know we're on a Sunday morning, just walk up to her and just say. I vote yes for you coming on to season one of the breakdown. How, how mad, mad would I be if what? How mad would you be? Super mad. If we, if you weren't even on the first episode of the season three of the podcast, if I could get Ashley in here and you weren't no. even in here. No, <laughs> Then I want the chair. <laughs> I want the spot in the couch with my two little buttons. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So I can fact check her because we all know. She's the embellisher of the family, let me tell you. I cut it straight, as Paul would I, say. I, I handle the truth accordingly. Cut it straight. She's have, the embellisher. I have thoughts and ideas. Oh, so my goodness. This will, be, this will be interesting to see. A lot of people really loved. So big episodes I knew were, it was Cliff. That was a big episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Dayton's was a big episode. Yeah, let's go. Some people only, they watched because they knew he was going to be on it. Mm-hmm. And then that's how they kind of got hooked. Right. We gave him a little of the eye candy named Dayton. There you go. And then they stayed. With so us. Uh, in, th- in two seasons, since and, this is the last yeah. episode. Ooh, let's see. Uh, what do you think? where we are I, I analytically. Have, I have no idea what any of these numbers mean. How many download? just podcast, audio podcast, know. how many plays, downloads do you think we have? So out of all of the episodes, every time one was played, it mm-hmm. counts that, and you're asking me how many times. Yep. So, so could, our first download. It could be 10,000 of the first session, the first season yep. of the first podcast, yep. and none ever again, and we're at 10,000. Yeah, it's, okay. it's just plays. How many? Here, here let me help you this Yeah, help me, help me out. So we started, um, we started the breakdown um, January 11th, 2023. Are we not going to have a breakdown on our one-year anniversary? 
Uh, no, we will. Oh, okay. We Are will. we starting in January? We'll probably do. Some, we got to do a one year. We'll probably do some We've been special. Doing this for a year. Yeah, we'll probably do some special things like over the break, like short reminders, like hey, normally, <gasps> but we don't have. We're not going to do like the breakdown season three episode one. We won't do that. You know what we should do? What? You know what we should do? What? I know. I sound like Daryl right now. That's what one he year. always would say. <laughs> Makes me nervous. For the one year. Mm-hmm. You ready? We take this podcast setup on the road. Slightly. Okay, I'm with you. We go downstairs on stage, and for the one year, we're going to do the podcast live. Live. <gasps> in front. Like, so if you want to come and watch a recording of the breakdown, like you would go to uh, Jimmy Fallon. Can we do it Sunday after church? Like, hey, we're going to do a Sunday. Okay, we need to think through this more, but. I'm like, I'm just old and tired. That is true. That It's a long day. Let's think through. You know, it's really a long day. Preach three sermons, right? Three services. Immediately walk out of the church, walk into a minivan (laughs) full of people, drive two hours, two, and then some two hours to Silver Dollar City. And then what you're going to do, you're you're not going to park close. You're not going to park middle. You're going to park in freaking Arkansas. And and then you're going to walk from Arkansas. You're still butt hurt. To Silver Dollar City. And then you're going to walk all through Silver Dollar City. Why? Why? Christmas lights, baby. Christmas We're doing lights. it next week. I don't Are know you guys we- going next week? Yeah. Shoot uh, me in the face. Yeah, so this weekend we go to KC for my um, my niece's birthday party. And then the next weekend, that's like our family tradition is what to party go. What part of KC? Um, are, you uh, going, are you going out to eat? No. No, you ready for this? My, I don't know how she pulled it off. My sister um, and my brother-in-law. Am I going to get mad? And, uh, maybe. Oh. Um, so they live like, uh, they yeah. live in Harrisonville. She used to work yeah, in yeah, Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lived in Harrisonville okay. for years. So yeah, yeah, I know exactly she, they where live, you're at. They live in Harrisonville. Where at in Harrisonville? Like, what's your address? I have no idea. I Say it live on the podcast <laughs> now. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. I always show up for this birthday party. I always have to text her. Um, yeah. Is it in their, town? It's not at their house. It's at their church. What church do they go to? We've had this conversation. Summit Park. Oh, I was thinking in Harrisonville. No, no. They okay. go to Summit Park. She's on... So you're probably not even going to go to their house. You're just going to go straight to the oh, We probably will afterwards. Give me the address. Let me know. I lived on North King Terrace. Okay. I was... Remind I, literally, me Literally, we would walk to the pool. Remind me. I'll get her... I think I have her address somewhere. I used to ride my bike to the pediatric office. Did you really? Yeah. That's always been my dream, is to like ride it's not, to work. It wasn't my dream. It was my nightmare. Uh, it hurt. Okay, go ahead. So, so um, you're going to KC. The theme of, theme of the my, my niece's birthday. How old is she? Couldn't tell you. Three, three to five? Two. two. Seven, no, oh, she's two. younger oh, Okay, I'm like, late. give me I a range. Honestly, I don't even know don't the ages know. of my kids. I love my niece and nephew. I have no idea what ages they are. I just know I love them. They're sweet, but... I love that you just know their birthdays, <laughs> I definitely don't. Oh, I don't. I just I'll know wake the, up and Ashley's like, oh, it's so-so's birthday, and I'm like, who's that? And they're like... That's my wife. My niece? Yeah. My nephew? And I, I'm like, okay. Sorry. I know it's coming, like, month, but that's about, yeah. you know, uh, the theme. Two-year-old daughter. Chick-fil-A. They're having Chick-fil-A catered. And this is not a small party. Dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wife's been like, you know what we get to eat this weekend? I was like, what? I'm like, you think you're getting like a four-course meal at Chick-fil-A? Like, like, you know what's actually really good at Chick-fil-A? What? The kale salad. Love me some good kale. They, It really is pretty good. If they still have it, it's pretty tasty. Have you had that pimento cheese thing? No, I've heard crazy things about it. The chicken, the pimento chicken sandwich. Pimento chicken sandwich with jalapenos on it and some honey or whatever. Super underwhelming. Mm, uh, 
I'm not, gonna try it. Not that. Maybe you just got a bad batch. Now, if you would give me, I would take the pimento off. Give me pepper jack with mm-hmm. the jalapenos and a little of that honey yep. and do like a hot honey. Okay, we're in business, Chick-fil-A. My like pleasure. It. Let's go. You but ruined it with the pimento. The pimento just mm-hmm. took it to a level that I was just like, you know what? Not, not the jam. Interesting. Um, we got off on a tangent. Yeah. You were trying to guess numbers. Yes. I told you. We got on the anyways. This is see, so we haven't even done it for rabbit a, trail number one for you. Uh, I think it's two actually. Okay. Um, we haven't even done it a full year, so we started know, January eleventh. Yeah. We're gonna end here early and December. We've been fairly consistent in every week. So we forty we, five weeks. Um, what do we set at? Fifty two in a year. January eleventh we started. There's twenty seven episodes in season two, and then there are I think there was fifteen episodes in season one. Oh. I don't, 14 episodes 27 in plus 14 one. so we've done it for 41 weeks 41 so that's weeks. close minus the if you take out the weeks that we hadn't started it and the weeks we aren't you know oh, yeah, we're yeah, off that's true that's true so we're i i think we've so only 41 episodes we've only i think missed two weeks yeah so we've done 41 weeks and i'm going to times it by the number of so we have like five faithful listeners <laughs> Two and a half. They just pressed two and a half. They, we've lost two at the pimento <laughs> cheese. They said, "I've had enough of this." Like, I'm done. Forty-one episodes. All right, I'm probably gonna be super conservative. I would say just north of three thousand. Thirty-four ninety-seven. Price is right. Now we have we close have, as you can get without going over. We have about that many. At least the last time I ran the numbers. Yeah, we have about that many that watch on YouTube. So you could almost double that number. Oh, so you're probably six. That's I just the think about that. Yeah. YouTube is video views. That's a different analytic. They don't count. This is just, just podcast. on the podcast. It's yep. 3,400 and we could probably double it with the YouTube. Actually, I could tell you because like who would listen to the podcast and then watch it. Don't answer that. Well, we've told people. Like, oh, like if you, well, but you're not going to go you back. You're going to watch a different one. Yeah. You're just going to watch a different one. Or you're going to watch a section of one. Okay. So if like how many fish are in that pond then? What do you mean? Like if I, on your device, like your IP address, if I get up and pull up one episode and I watch it nine times in a row, does it count it as one? Yeah, I, I'd have to go in and I could I could look at returning. Yeah. I was wondering like how many people, how many souls would that? Oh. Like how many people are, are do they find value to some degree, form or fashion in the breakdown? I have no idea. I can't yeah, imagine no, no. people are, li- you know, like no one's listening to an episode five or six times. That's what No I'm one likes it enough to be like, oh, I'm going to listen to that episode four times to pad the numbers. So, so you said 3,400? Yep. If we divided that equally, mm-hmm. which we know it's not because when we first yep. started it by 41, it would put it like at 83. So it would be online equally 83. Mm-hmm. So knowing that when we first started, we'd be in lower numbers. It has to be higher now to yep. offset the it's probably much lower on the back backside, much higher on this side. Yeah. On the front side. So we could probably say 100 people listen to the podcast every year. He's counting right now. Oh, he's taking his shoes off. He's counting pretty high. (laughs) Needed the extra toes. 14 countries. 14 countries? United States, Mexico, Morocco, Greece, Germany, Czech Republic, Zambia, Singapore, Netherlands, Georgia, United Kingdom, Costa Rica, and Canada. Georgia. 
Ron Georgia. I know. <laughs> that's, just to be clear, because somebody's like, Nick, wow, that's the wrong. That, yeah, that's at state. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I know. Nothing. Thank you so much for that. Nick, Nick is aware. He does know. That's incredible. It's something. So when you, at the beginning, when you're like, are we ever going to get to the point where it's just like, we look back, it's like, I already have those. Like, I already just go, do you remember when we sat in here and we like cast a vision? Like, hey, we want to do an online life group. Like, you remember the first time we were like, we hit double digits. <laughs> More than two people listened to yeah. it. It's like half of it was just us going back. And That's we had incredible. no idea what we were doing. We, were, we still don't. Well, we, we still we? don't. We were more of a hot mess then than we are now. <laughs> we grabbed lunch and sat down and said, all right, we're talking about the sermon. Just hit record and let's see what happens. That's, I do like the idea of the one year anniversary. We could get cake. I love it. And then, well, this this has been recorded in front of a live studio audience. We, we could totally do it. It would be hilarious. You know, it's okay. We'll we'll have we'll talk about this later. And then we could cares. do a Q and R live. Like we could have another mic. Oh, we like, could live action here. Like, hey, what's we could know? even stream it live. <gasps> and have them live stream it. Okay, now we're getting. All right, now he, look at it. He's getting. Through. He's getting bougie over here. He, you give it. A, what's that? You give a pig a pancake. Have you ever read those you books to your kids? Pi- no. You never read. You give a mouse a cookie. I've read. Give a mouse a cookie. Yeah, same thing. Would give a pig a pancake, oh, and I, then they want this. My wife would that. probably know that. Like, oh yeah, I know. I I have no idea. I'm trying to find. There was another surprise that has not happened that we were under threats that was going to happen in this breakdown. Oh yeah. I'm actually, I'm kind of surprised. All right, here we go. Um, he's looking up another something podcast analytics, podcast Podcast analytics, 2.5 thousand views, 2.5 thousand views, 487.7 hours of watch time. I, he reads these numbers. I have no idea what they mean. Episode one. Yeah. Oh my. Rules for revelation in three theological camps. May 9th, 2023. And that, that that's just for season two. That's just season two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me be clear. This is just season two. Yeah. So this is just the revelation study pretty much. 165 views. Oh wow. Some of the video podcasts have more listens than the audio podcast or more watches. Hmm. Anyways, so that's super a, interesting. So all that to say, season two is officially come to a close. Remember to vote for Ashley for season <laughs> one. Of, I want to play the, for uh, episode one of season, season three. three. Um, so what does that mean? We've kind of we've kind of tinkered around with it the last couple of weeks, mentioning it. So yeah. we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take a hiatus. Uh, first off, thank you if you've listened this long to all of our rabbit trails. Oh my goodness. We're, this They're is like, we ain't got nothing else going on. Yeah. Just making bread, <laughs> raking leaves, mowing. I have a feeling well. people are going to be like, this is an hour and a half plus episode because it probably is going to end up being. And yeah. since we're not doing anything, I just see them like, oh, this week I'm going to listen to 20 minutes. Next yeah. week I'll listen to the other 20 minutes. But <laughs> um, so season two officially over. We're going to take a, hi- a hiatus, uh, at, at least from the, the breakdown season three episode but yeah. like officially until uh the first week of january there second we week of january, second week of january. Um, we gotta celebrate the one year yeah we'll come back we'll Happy we, birthday breakdown well that's exactly right we can drop in and do like updates and things and we may do that okay. you know as things happen but we're not gonna it'd be like a special episode so it'd be like the breakdown special episode he's air quoting right now yeah guys. i don't know what this means but so we're gonna take a couple week hiatus please don't hunt us down and tell us how upset you are like actually just hunt Jerron down. That's and fine. Let him know. That's fine. I got broad shoulders. Because remember, 
I don't even know. I just sit down. I don't know You're what You're just the doing. puppet. I'm uh, yeah. just the puppet. <laughs> so. <the> strings. <laughs> so we'll take a few week hiatus. Uh, if you haven't listened to all the episodes and you want a good laugh, or maybe you've listened to all the episodes and you want a good laugh, just go back to season one. Scroll back <laughs> to season one and listen to season one, episode one, and go. Where we sound like we're talking to Jake from State Farm in the middle of the night. <laughs> Who are you talking, Who are you talking to, Jake? to? He sounds hideous. What's she wearing? Uh... <laughs> She is a he, and he's wearing khakis and a polo. She sounds hideous. Um, And so, and then we'll come back. uh, We'll give you some heads up when we come back, and it's going to be... And then we got like a lot of stuff. We got some things to unpack. We, cause like we're, we have a lot planned in 24. We've even planned stuff for 25. Oh yeah. We've, we've painted the walls with 25 vision. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Paint the wall. Yeah, we, I don't know either. Like, oh, he's just making up stuff. But like we, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that we get to unroll soon. That's going to be really exciting. Just as we uh, just continue to see how God wants to move and work in and through us and what that looks like for us as a church is Calvary Chapel, Lake of the Ozarks. The Breakdown 2.0, Nick and Ashley. Tron's just the Let's production go. guy. She's a riot. Like she tries to say like, oh, no, no. Like, I th- yeah. If she would just get over that little bit of fear of just, and just understand it's just us sitting down at the table talking, she is a riot. If I could, if there was a way that I could like manipulate her to get her in here and just have a conversation with you without any of the mics or stuff, but put like a camera in the corner, I think people would eat it up. The depth of like uh, ministry Mm -hmm. that she has and just the resource that she is unto me for ministry um, and to anybody, if... If she's allowed to, if they want to tap into that and like, hey, hear her heart for ministry and how she sees things like she honestly was the greatest asset Mm -hmm. for student ministries. And and I think it's one of the reasons that I would say at least that our college life group is such a success. It's it's far more her than it's me. You know, she came up here last week. She's in the studio. She's like, Hey, have you, have you ever thought about this? And then like, I got this. And I was like, let's go. Uh-huh. So, but we're going to, we're going to hang up everything. We're going to, we're going to wrap mm. the studio up. There we're we we're going to put a, a cherry on top of this yes. cream. We made it. Season we're, two. Season two is done. We didn't kill each other. How many season of friends are there? Uh, 12. Whoop. Okay. never mind. We're, That's we're a not lot. Even close. But how many episodes though? Do we have more episodes per season than like a normal sitcom? Oh, I think they're like 16. Cause back then people ran long. Oh yeah. Now yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we have a tension speed on the fly. We get Got six it. episodes to a season. <laughs> and then what, how many seasons are there? There are three. 3,400. No. How many episodes in each season? Two. Two. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so that's a documentary. So there's the exclamation point on season two. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being a part of this crazy journey. You guys Amen. have made this fun. Nick and I enjoy sitting down and doing this, but it's pointless and futile, futile yeah. if there's nobody listening to it or watching it. And so thank you guys for for making the breakdown uh, fun for us to do and be a part of. Uh, and hopefully it only uh, continues to grow and Swish. get better. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's where that's we the good quality. <laughs> quality. Quality in every way. Nah, that's good. All right, season two officially over. We are officially signing off. Season three is coming back stronger, bigger, better than ever. You'll be hearing from us in the coming weeks, but until then, enjoy your holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We will see you guys in 24.